What's happening, friends? Welcome, welcome to Hospital for the Soul podcast, where we discuss some of life's deepest issues and how Jesus Christ is the remedy to any wounded soul. We are so glad that you joined us. Across the half round table, we got some friends. What's up, friends? How's it going? We've got Jessica Olmeda joining us. Welcome. The fir- I believe you're the first girl that to show up on the podcast, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Congratulations. <laughs> you have destroyed the uh, patriarchy <laughs> once and for all, I believe. Sweet. Um, and then we've got Edward Silva returning with us, and you guys are awesome. Thank you. Love you all a lot, and thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, we are here to talk about why small groups. So I love you guys in particularly because you guys have um, absolutely uh, just portrayed a love for Jesus in a way that replicated in other people. And that's a huge deal, right? We talk about discipleship and small group. Um, Edward, you know the Chi Alpha verse, right? You, can you in turn quote the Chi Alpha verse, Second Timothy um, off not, the top of your head? Not perfect. It's, you on it's the not spot, one of our bro. verses that we're studying right now. Ah, <laughs> okay. We're going through creation and rebellion and patriarchs, ah, but um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. So it's um, and, and trust these things into others that yeah. uh, you know, Jessica. Not word by word. Uh, all these things, all the things you have heard or seen in me. And trust these things to reliable men so that they may go and, mm-hmm. and teach others right also, on. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Had had to try. <laughs> You're um, good. But no, you had, you had it right. And um, that's a big deal. It's a big verse because Paul is giving Timothy, the pastor, advice. Yeah. And he's like, J- dude, just entrust what you've learned to yeah. others. That is what you guys have done. Yeah. And you've done that quite a bit. So let, I just kind of want to hear some background from both of you. Jessica, let's start with you. How did you get in Chi Alpha? Because I I love your story. I've heard it from other people. But tell me, how did you first get involved? So I actually met Kingsville Chi Alpha first. I was I did not know. Yeah. So I met. uh, I was friends with Daniel Garza. He's on staff at Kingsville now, and I had started. He invited me to his church because we had been friends for a long time, and um, I started going to his church. And then one day I met this girl named Sal, and she's like. uh, she she's also Kings uh, Kingsville Chi Alpha. She's now alumni, but mm. um, she introduced me to her brother and her and Danny, and they were all in Chi Alpha. And they're like, "Hey Jessica, like there's a UTRGV Chi Alpha. Like you need to join it." And my first thought was, "That's a sorority. Like yeah. no, thank you." <laughs> uh, and she's like, "No, it's not. Like they love Jesus, and and you just need to meet them. They're like so fun." And and I was just kind of like, "Okay, well I don't know," because like mm. I was just like really focused on school and I was like I just want to go get a degree and then I'm out like right now did you have a walk with God at all before not really not a genuine like I would go to church to like try to have friends and then that was pretty much it okay um so then uh I kind of had blown it off I was like no like I'm not gonna look into Chi Alpha like whatever um and then I started living at the dorms and I just realized how like lonely I was like Mm. I didn't have any community I didn't have anybody and I was like all by myself because college yeah <laughs> um yeah and then i went to another sunday service and it's was like find chi alpha like get plugged in so then i looked them up on instagram and i was like hey like i just want more info like what is chi alpha yeah and this girl named ken uh dulce she had messaged yeah me. dulce garica right. yeah she was like <laughs> she was like hey you're my small group and this is my number and i was like what okay what <laughs> And I was like, That's I one guess. Way to be, get involved. Yeah. So <laughs> she came up to you and told you what to do. Well, she texted me. Like, she okay. was like, This is my number. You're in my small group. And oh. I was like, First of all, what? Like, <laughs> so I avoided it for like a week. And I never, like, she would text me like every single day. Uh-huh. And I was like, just ignoring her messages. And then eventually, just one day, she called me. And it was a Thursday night. And she was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing and she's like okay like i'm walking to your dorm like you're coming to service with me and i was like i guess okay whatever like um 
And then I walked into service and she introduced me to her small group. And at that point, it was like Stephanie and Karina. And Stephanie and I, we like bonded right away uh-huh. because she, she was like very sarcastic and very like, her humor is very similar to mine. <laughs> so she immediately started cracking jokes at me. And I was just kind of like, okay, like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, so Stephanie and I got really, really close real quick. And um, then... It was funny because one day she's like, where do you live? And I was like, well, I live at the dorms on campus. She's like, oh, I have a cousin that lives there. And I was like, oh, really? Like, that's interesting. Like, I probably will never meet them. Like, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, her name's Judith, right? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's fun. And then then one day I, like, posted a Snapchat or something, like, just, like, out of nowhere. And Stephanie replied. She's like, dude, that's my cousin. And I was Uh. like, what? the heck like what um and it turns out like i was living with her cousin and i had just gotten into small group and dulce and stephanie had become my best friends right away Mm. um so obviously i was like judith you need to come like your cousin's here like um and then after that like we just started getting really really close real quick um and small groups would be at our dorms like every week and it was just like like, Dosa, like, invaded our lives, like, completely. And she's just like, you guys are going to be friends, and <laughs> you're going to do everything together. It's so characteristic of Dulce. Yeah. And yeah. that's essentially what had happened. And then I just had, they had become my sisters real quickly. And that that's wow. that's how I got into Kai Alpha, yeah. <laughs> that, that's amazing. So those of y'all that might be watching, and, and sh- she just mentioned a lot of names. Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, it's great, because that is what... Paul was talking about and trust these things to reliable people Mm -hmm. go out and make friends, bring them into the kingdom. And I love Dulce in that story because she didn't, um, she didn't go up to you lightly. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) maybe you should do this. Maybe fellowship is a good idea. She was in a way forceful and she's a confident professional yes. woman yeah. in the marketplace and she so is, she's yeah. very she's like you're, you're not gonna change her mind quickly yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be like you, you know no you need yeah. to get you know so uh, it's wonderful i love that a lot um because it 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 speaks to a type of evangelism edward mm-hmm. that you don't see very much yeah you don't see in the church today, a whole lot, I guess the word is aggressive, mm-hmm. yeah. but not in an insulting way, but yeah. an aggressiveness to be friends. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not, the gospel is not this thing that you're just like, Hey, you should try this out. It, it's, it's like a, a but, different type of pizza, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you're like, and if you don't like it, you know, that's cool. You know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> This is the gospel. Yeah. And so Edward explained to me, so you, uh, you, Edward, for everyone that might not know, Edward is in my small group. Yeah. And we became friends real quick. When you became a small group leader, what in your mindset, what did the Lord do? What did Mm -hmm. the Lord, like, that caused a click and a switch in your mind that, okay, my life is not about this anymore. It's not about, like, how I can be better and, and a good, decent Christian, you know, yeah. yeah. and it changed to others. So I want to know, like, what did the Lord do? What did he say specifically in your life that made you flip and go, I need to build a s- small group? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, small group was an adventure for me. It was definitely a group of guys that, that got together and just had fellowship. Yeah. And um, seeing people come in and go and seeing people get saved was just, just a big idea and eye-opener for me because I got to witness people like accept Christ and want to walk with him and so I mean it was like a like a treasure like something precious to me like the community Mm -hmm. the ministry I was a part of I loved it and when I became a small group leader like I had this this um attitude change like like because I I really felt unqualified but I definitely um told myself man what a selfish thing it would be for me to keep this for myself Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought like that. I was like, man, I have something so precious. I have Jesus Christ. I have him in mm-hmm. my life. He he's speaking through me and he's and he's speaking to me in just so many ways. And what a selfish thing would it be to just keep yeah. it to myself. That's what I thought. And mm-hmm. and it was just a game changer because suddenly the location didn't matter or the environment didn't matter. I was always thinking like, Lord, how can we reach someone? 
because suddenly you care you suddenly you start thinking about them to have a relationship with Christ, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 And so you guys went through something called LTC, mm-hmm. which is leadership training class. That's basically Chi Alpha, how to be a small group leader. And that's yeah. pretty serious stuff. Were y'all in the same class? Or were y'all yeah. different? Yeah, yes, you we were. were in the yes. same class. <laughs> guys, that was planned. The whole thing, whole thing was planned. I knew it from the start and I have an amazing memory and I forget nothing ever about my friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I yeah. just want to chime something in. Uh, when he was talking about like, kind of that that like um you know like I was I received this like precious thing and how can I not give it um I was like thinking about the woman in the whale and it's kind of like like what had happened to her is like essentially what happens to us like when we get into small group it's like the lover of our soul meets us and sees us and it's like like her reaction was like i need to go and like run and tell everybody and it's like that that's what happens like in small group like you the lover you meet the lover of your soul and it's like how do you not Mm. like like (laughs) this like fire within you it's like how do i not go tell everyone like how do Mm -hmm. i not bring everybody back into this family like right so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, so good, Jessica. Because whenever you meet the Savior, he changes your viewpoint yeah. on everything. Yeah. You don't sure. see the world differently anymore. Yeah. So you walked in. I, I love because you are, you kind of have the quintessential Chi Alpha story because you were on campus, right? Yeah. And I remember you saying one time, like, like we really should do thir- keep Thursday nights on campus yeah. because that's where I found Kyle essentially or you were directed there and so you walked into a Thursday night meeting on campus and and so tell me about that tell me about your first night like (laughs) your first Thursday night and like what did the Lord do if you remember it yeah well so the first day we were still located at the camp uh the science building Mm -hmm. and well first of all like as a nursing student like the science building was like my home like that's like anatomy (laughs) everything so it was weird because it was like this clash of two worlds like this is where i'm normally at this is where i study this is where i everything but now i was like introduced to like the lord and community in the same place so to me it was really interesting I remember walking into the place where I had like all my lectures, literally like that room was like where I had all my lectures <laughs> and I was like, but this is, it's filled so differently. Like I walked in and I just, I felt like so different. It was like a whole different environment. Wow. And I remember Dulce like directed me to the top and then we like walked down and immediately like we sat it was funny because the first thing i noticed was like guys on one side and then the girls on the other and i was just kind of like well this is awkward like guys it's not planned i promise it's not planned at all it just just happens happens. yeah Yeah, because you like you go with your people and it's like so like we immediately went to like our smart group girl or the girls that were in the smart group and they immediately welcomed me like they didn't like know me or anything they're like oh like hi like are you studying like what do you study and they like immediately like wanted to get to know me and I was like kind of baffled by that because until that point my only friend was Lucy like Mm. all of high school all of everything like I only had one friend really right um so it was just like really weird because a lot of people were trying to get to know me right away mm-hmm. and I just wasn't used to that. Um, and then we sat down and you were preaching about community okay. and fellowship and, and just like, um, I, I think it was, the the, I forgot what sermon it was really, but so did I, y- y- so I but essentially that's what you were talking about. Like being in family and being in fellowship is it's like, you have people that like walk these things with you. And to me, that was a concept that was like, what? Cause yeah. this whole time, like, like family stuff. And it was just like, I was by myself the whole entire time. So it's like, you're introducing this idea of like, you, you know, community mm-hmm. is important and needed. And I just remember, like, so many, like, ideas and, and thoughts were running through my mind of, like, what? Like, I can have friends and, like, people to, like, walk life with? Like, I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And I just remember, like, being, like, overwhelmed, but, like, in a good way. Like, I was just kind of, like, I, I want to not leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that first day was just, like. Honestly, it was just, like, the perfect setting and the perfect people. Because, like, I told you, like, Judith and Stephanie, like, being cousins. Like, I remember, like, praying before I went in. And I was, like, obviously, like, 
I didn't know how to pray, pray, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just didn't know what I was doing. But I was like, God, like, if you want me to be here, like, show me. Yeah. And it was like, everything was so inter intertwined and so meticulous that it was kind of like, how do you not see the Lord's hand over this? Yes. But... So. Yeah. Are you still friends with all those girls? Yes. They were my yeah. best friends. They were uh-huh. my wedding. They stood beside me, like, everything. Yeah. Till this day, yeah. And, and that's, when you say these names, mm-hmm. and and anyone that might be watching tonight that don't doesn't know any any yes. of them, haven't mm-hmm. met them, they're, they're a generation before them. Yeah. Like, those names have so much yeah. history For behind sure. them. Yeah. And they have, there's so many stories. Yeah. And, and you're just like... Like they, I was there on your wedding day and I saw those girls lined up behind you. I don't want to make you cry, but it's a big (laughs) deal. And it's real, it's, it's the most beautiful thing I've seen. Yeah. It's beautiful how you can have nothing and no one. Yeah. And then you, you take a step towards Jesus and you, you have everything. That's right. Yeah. You've got the best friends in the world that, and you've got like friends that, are with you, but you have the best friend yeah. Yeah. in yeah, sure. the universe yeah. who's there and who loves you. And Yeah, um, I think it's really cool because when you walk with Christ, you suddenly stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about others. Mm. And yeah. what makes that bond and that relationship beautiful is um, it's like it's your wedding day, right? You know, like, yeah. and it's like you're, you're like, you, you need help. And it's like you have these girls running. Yeah. Running like, what do you need? For what sure. do you need? That's right. Because I, because I, I would I would serve you and love you, and because I love Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly, like, there's this bond that nothing can bring but Christ. Nothing yeah. can bring these kind of relationships but Jesus. That's and right. it's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And and particularly, we have to shout out to Moises, who's who's working the night yeah. shift right yeah. now. The husband of of Jessica Olmeda. I have to to brag on you. Y'all's wedding, I really stuck out to me. I loved it because it was all about serving the guests yeah. and you saw if, if you showed up to this wedding or got an invite, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you were there, but, uh, but you were there and you were, um, seeing the wedding party yeah. serving all the guests. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and I didn't like ask them. That was like, yeah, honestly, I was like, we hired people. Don't worry about it. And they went and they helped the people like yeah. pass out plates, like make sure everyone was greeted. And it was like, like <laughs> right yeah so like what does that say though yeah when you see the wedding party there's and and the bride and groom even like yeah. going around helping people yeah you know i i it's just a, it's a big deal i think because people that showed show up i even had guys come up to me at your wedding they were like what where are you guys from <laughs> who That's are funny. you like and he was he was downright confused. He yeah. was looking at me like, why are you people the way that you are? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's awesome. It, in other words, like, like how does this type of love for one yeah. another exist? Yeah. Yeah. And that was at your, it's both of your weddings was like that. Yeah. And it was just awesome. I think you guys have, have done well. So I want to go back to small group, yeah. particularly your, both of your stories. I'll start with you, Edward. Um, as a small group leader, you're looking for new friends. It's hard to meet new friends, especially if you're the type of person that like, are you an extreme extrovert Edward? That's like constantly like be my friend, be my friend, be my friend. Or, or does that something you had to work towards? Gotcha. Um, no, I was not an extrovert. I definitely was not. I was a, a guy that liked to run into his shell. Um, but community made me understand like I need to get out of that shell. You know, and small group leading actually was the thing that made me want to hunt for people and know people and and just really build that community. And um, because when walking with God, you have to really stop thinking about what people think about you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you have to really um, you look at a person and, and suddenly like embarrassment goes out the door. You suddenly look at someone and you're like. I want them to know Jesus and I'm going to throw away all of my insecurities, all of whatever I think I am and, and say, Lord, let me, let me talk to this person about you. You know, suddenly you have this different viewpoint, this different idea because you have convictions and, and it's just, it's just a whole different game. It really is. It really, it really does bring Christ to the center of everything, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're thinking about him. Therefore, if you love God, you must love people. Right. And, and so, so many things changed in your heart 
but it's not as though like everyone, you now have to be an extrovert to be a good Christian. Mm -hmm. But, but there's, it's underneath the surface there. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of hit on this point and and ask you guys to, to respond. When you become a small group leader, there's this secret that nobody knows until you try it. Okay. And you'll know exactly what I mean when I say it. But the secret is like, like, okay, I'm shy and I, I'm terrified to meet people. But when you become a small group leader, you realize the secret of small group leading and being a disciple maker and leading people to Jesus and, and walking through life with them and how to walk with God. Mm-hmm. And that secret is basically you realize you need them yeah. more yeah. than they need you. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. so Jessica, it's actually, it was to your benefit to find girls. Now tell me, so how, when you started building a small group, how did your life change when well, you started going, you know, as a, also as a nursing major? Yeah. I, I mean, it was crazy because, so the girls in my small group had nothing in common with me because okay. they all studied not nursing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> not nursing because other majors don't everything. matter. This is the best. <laughs> no, they studied like business and mathematics and all sorts of things that I'm like, not my area. Yeah. So from the get go, we were completely opposite. And when I had started building a small group, well, the first thing is I didn't have a license. I didn't have a car. And I was like, I remember Dulce asking me to be a small group leader. And I was like, how the heck, like, am yeah. I supposed to build small groups? Like, uh, first of all, I can't even get to them. And it was like, she flat out told me, she's like, honestly, you're never going to be ready. And you just need to let the Lord provide. And I was like, okay. Come on, awesome. <laughs> um, and that's what he did like from the get-go he gave me girls yeah. that were willing that lived in mission that were willing to drive mm. and like pick up the other girls to come and I was like what like wow so it was like he gave me exactly what I needed and then and he gave me girls that like like for instance Lily and Andrea were in my small group he gave me girls that already knew him and loved him mm. so deeply that I can literally leave the room and conversations would still be happening awesome. and and in like vulnerability would be wow. there because they were so willing to be open with each other and it was like like I knew that I needed them like they were sharpening me as we went through this process like yeah. they were encouraging me and and convicting me to read more to know more to to like dive into who Jesus was so that I can show them and yeah. and we can do this together yeah um but honestly like first year smart group leading was <laughs> so <laughs> honestly it was just like something i didn't expect because i was so nervous and i was like i don't know like i haven't read so many books like yeah. i did like i was just felt so unequipped like yeah. and and there's that one-liner like god doesn't call the equipped he equips the called mm-hmm. um and i remember hearing that and i was like okay like Okay, like I can go in this, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what happened. And and honestly, like those girls changed my life because their desire was to know Jesus, not to be my friend. Which it happened because they yeah. genuinely did want to be my friend. But it was their their heart was after the Lord's, and mine was too. So together, it was like just the best adventure. Honestly, yes, that's awesome. Right yeah, so good. So some people might be sitting here going, Jessica Ometa, I'm busy. I'm really, really <laughs> busy. I don't have time. Like I've got a job yeah. and I've got, you know, I've got commitments at church yeah. and, um, if I don't, I've, and then school, I, if I don't graduate. Yeah. So I, I really wish I'd had time to, to pour myself into making disciples, yeah. but I just don't feel I have enough time. Yeah. You are the perfect person to ask this question to. Because you're nur- <laughs> you're nursing major, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you you had to work, yeah. right? And yeah. then and then you had um, you joined a church, and then you so the and then <laughs> the whole thing. How did you do it? Yeah. Well, I think what helped me was first of all making the distinction of like 
it's not me walking with the Lord and everything else. It's me walking the Lord uh, with the Lord in everything. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah. like if I'm a nursing student, I'm not just a nursing student. I'm a nursing student who loves Jesus. If I'm like in marketplace, I'm someone that is in marketplace that loves Jesus. Like that doesn't change. There's no difference. So it was like that, that became very real to me right away. And then I remember like, like in nursing school, someone asked me because in nursing school I was still trying to build a small group. It was obviously much more harder because uh-huh. like nursing students are, yeah, <laughs> they're they're something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like always busy. You have clinicals, you have everything, right? So your 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 schedule's booked. Mm. Um, and I remember trying to get this one girl, and I was like, "You should come to small group. Like we can study after, like this and that, right?" Um, and she asked me, she's like, "What is Chi Alpha? Like what is small group?" And I remember just thinking of, like, what exactly does Chi Alpha mean? And mm-hmm. for those that don't know what it means, it's Christ ambassadors. Yeah. And if you go to that verse, what is it? Second Corinthians 520, I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Go for but, it. Yeah. But it basically tells you, like, you're Christ ambassadors and, and like, go into the world and implore, like, be, re- be reconciled. Yeah. Uh, and before that, it tells you, like, uh, we are entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. Right. So that became very real to me right away. And it was like, like if my, like if I have been part of this family, if I have been brought into this family, like how do I not, like how can I not bring people in and recon- like reconciling people is that yeah. saying, come home. Like I want you to come home. Yeah. Sorry, I get emotional. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, and I tried to explain that to her, like, like, as someone that loves Je- like loves Jesus, like I'm just inviting you, mm. you know, to do this with me, and you make time for what's important. Yeah. And it, it's like, l- like I said, like you don't differentiate things. And it's like, if I'm gonna be a nurse, like I'm gonna be a nurse that loves Jesus. That's right. And it's like, how does that play in? Like we'll figure it out. Like, yeah. Um, and that's essentially what it was. Like, I, I just learn to balance things yeah. like it was like if i needed to study and i had small group like we'll have a small group because it's important and then we'll study like right. i would just try to intertwine i'm sorry i'm no, such you're a baby wonderful wonderful <laughs> but, um it's beautiful but yeah like it's like that passion of like if you don't know jesus like like you're destined for a life without him and yeah. that's what's sad yeah yeah Sorry. No, it's great. What you're telling me, Jessica, is that this is an identity thing underneath the surface. And it's not a matter of of do, 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 do this and do that. And it's not a matter of um, you just – you have to – manhandle your schedule and you've got to yeah. make it because this, this, this just doesn't work. Yeah. Sometimes the schedules just don't yeah, really. ever <laughs> work sure. at all. And we'll have one of the guys get you a tissue. Oh, yeah, they'll be, they'll, yeah one of, they'll, they'll grab it for you. They'll be right back. Just beautiful. And I love what you're saying, Jessica, because yeah, I'm, I'm not um, a nursing major, an engineering major who happens to be a Christian. Yeah. I'm a follower of Jesus that happens to be studying. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to remember the so – yeah, so the Chi Alpha quote is, is uh, what are we, what's our mission statement? Reconciling students to yeah. Christ, transforming the university, the marketplace, and the mm-hmm. world. So, Edward, how, um, how did you make time for small group? What are some like maybe practical ideas or what did you do in your life that just made it a big deal – for you. Absolutely. Um, so I hung out with Christ. I hung out with the Lord and, um, the outpouring of that was to minister to people around me and especially go on to campus and finding students. I, uh, I made it a priority in my life to, um, if I'm walking into a building, if I'm walking on campus, um, it's not a, like a burden, but it's more of a Lord, who do you have for me today? Mm-hmm. You know, who do you have for me today to meet and to minister to and to love onto and just invite into this fellowship? And um, mm. suddenly, like everything became a mission field. You yeah. know, like your work. You know, like your the just the the campus you breathe on and walk on and study on. Like you, you're suddenly like thinking about that student that's walking into the rec or that student that's walking into the union. Yeah. You're like, Lord, like, let's go reconcile students, you yeah. know, like let's do this. And, and it's just an adventure, you know, it's just an adventure just to, 
to know that you're a part of, of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I really, um, I loved hanging out with Jesus. I got to really um, spend time reading a lot when I was in small group and I had my life changed because I suddenly started thinking about the Father. I started thinking about what a relationship with Christ looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that affected everything around me. And suddenly, like, sure. I would, you know... Um, invite guys to read with me at Starbucks. I would, um, have, um, people, I'd have people over like, Hey, you want, you want food? Like I'll feed you yeah. because I love to cook. I yes, love you to do, cook. And, and it's awesome. And I love to cook. And my thing is like, okay, you want food? I got you for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I got you for 45 That's minutes. Wonderful. When I take people out to disc golf, I got you for an hour yeah. and a half. For I'm going to sure. talk about the gospel. Yeah. yeah. You can't leave. Exactly. <laughs> You're in my truck and road do? trips I drove, too. I drove you here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a trip to San Antonio, and guess what? You can't tuck and roll, <laughs> yeah. open the door and bail. Exactly. You're stuck with me, and we're going to talk about the Lord. Yes, awesome. and that's yeah. exactly what's about. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Edward, I have to point this out to others because um, y- this might have been something that was tough for you to, to wrestle with, but I loved this about you, and that's this that there were many things about your life that were not typical by the book, meaning like you were, you were an STC student mm-hmm. and you were not necessarily a student on UTRGV. Yeah. That's where we met you, you were UTRGV, but yeah. you basically, you went to a different campus and it, it wasn't necessarily by the book. Like you weren't a student of UTRGV. Yeah. Um, you were from, from this junior college, yes. right? And we'll get to the other thing later, but, but that's like, so you, you didn't let that stop you no. and, and you were a rule breaker that I really, really loved to watch, um, yeah. grow because you, it didn't, you didn't matter. Yeah. And, and so, and an, I have to, another thing is, is retreats. We'd go to salt <laughs> yeah, and your this. bosses wouldn't give you off work. That's right. And what did you do? I quit my job. <laughs> I, I, I've quit probably about yeah. like five jobs because I, I told myself that, uh, th- this job would not outweigh the community and the fellowship and the experience that I could do to bring people to yeah. Jesus. Come you know? on, dude. Suddenly, yeah. like, a job <laughs> is something that is, you know, Jesus somehow is above that. You know, yeah. you're yeah. suddenly saying, and I don't recommend anyone do that. It's not the <laughs> not the wisest thing to do, you know, but, but I definitely was, you know, just... Just I just did it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and awesome. I saw a lot of fruit behind it. And yeah. and the cool thing is, as soon as I got back from these conferences, the Lord gave me a job. That's right, and that's what was beautiful about it. Like the Lord would bless me with something new. Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, and guys listening, that's a big deal. There's there was risk Edward was willing to take, yeah. and and it's a faith risk. Like yeah. Lord, I'm not missing this retreat because I know you're going to move. Yeah. Lord, if you want me to go, I'm going to trust you're going to provide a job. Yeah. And, yeah. and he did, man. It's so <laughs> awesome. And I, I love, because that's the part that, I mean, you all know me well enough, the, the bending and breaking of the man-made rules yeah. has got to be just the most fun thing. It's like, you're supposed to be on this campus. You're supposed to section out your life perfectly. You're supposed to look like this. And you're a nursing major. You're supposed to, especially parents. Okay, guys? Now, let's talk about this a little bit. Parents... Yeah. Um, love their children. Our parents love us. Yeah. But many parents might say, you're not supposed to be spending all this time with these Christian clubs, Yeah. Mm. these extracurricular activities. You, Jessica should be focusing on school. Now, what do you, what, how would you respond to that? What, what do you, how do you handle that? (laughs) Well, well, for instance, my mom, she, I remember like, she would call me every Thursday because she, like, figured out, like, oh, Thursday, she, like, she goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she would call me every Thursday, and she's like, hey, like, don't you have tests to study for? Like, did you already study? Like, are you, like, she'd make sure, she would try to, like, gear me, hey, you know, you're there for college. Like, <laughs> um, and I would just kind of tell her, I was like, honestly, mom, like, I'll, I'll study. Trust me, like, I will. But this this matters to me more. Like, at the end of the day, like, if I die tomorrow, like, at my degree, you know, like, if I don't get it, I don't get it. And yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much it. Like, and 
I, it's interesting though because one time I involved my mom in it. So I I was like, why don't you make us food and like you know meet the girls? Yeah. Like so I took the girls. I, I remember like she had made like gallo or something, um, and okay. she had we had them over, and the girls became like her daughters. And then after mm. that, it was kind of like like she saw. Like, she yeah. saw unity. She saw community. And it was kind of like, okay, like, this is cool. Like, wow. You know? And, and she started trusting me more. And she's like, you walk with the Lord, but you carry responsibility. Yeah. And I did. Like, I, I always made sure, like, my GPA never went down and stuff. Uh-huh. Well, in nursing school, I did, right? But yeah. it's another story. That's a different story. But, like, she got to see the, the need for community. Mm. And then after that, she started being more understanding but i honestly i think like it's interesting because our our culture is very family family oriented mm-hmm. and our parents want the best and you're right they want the best for us they they want you to get a degree if they didn't have one like for instance i was a first generation mm. so to them it was like like you have the brains like go and do huge it huge deal yeah so so when she started realizing like you know you're sacrificing this and that but then i i showed her like i can have both like you don't you don't have to sacrifice one and if anything these girls motivate me to be a better student and to be a better you know be a better everything really Mm -hmm. um and she saw that and then that kind of it honestly it changed her mind and her heart too wow yeah so it's like you brought your your family into yeah. the discipleship process. Yeah. And honestly, I had girls that had the same story, like, hey, my mom doesn't let me go because, like, I need to study and this and that. And then I would try to, like, well, let's have it at your house, like, you know, and then we can study after. And I got, like, Chi Alpha moms. Like, that was a thing. <laughs> like, I had girl like, like, I remember having this girl named Alma, and her mom was, like, our go-to. Like, she would just, oh. like, she would check up on us. She would text us, like, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, do you guys need anything for small group? Oh, my gosh. And it gosh. was, like, what? Like, what in the world? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah with this i don't know but that's like a thing with our culture like family is important yeah so why not bring them in you right. know but and you only you just the kingdom only benefits yeah from yeah. it you it only gets better yeah when when you bring family in and that's awesome yeah yeah i think about patty's mom has brought us the oh, malice yes. like yeah. I love Patty's mom. just all the time She's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it, it, the whole family's involved. And yeah. and another big thing that we do typically ev- like every year is family, family night. night. For mm-hmm. sure, yeah. And so we, family comes and yeah. they hear, you know, we worship together, pray over family members yeah. and really. So your, your, your mom came, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And Joey. But that's a whole different story. Uh-huh. And Edward can talk about uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, let's talk about that. Transgenerational discipleship is a huge deal. What yeah. we mean by actually explain what is, what do we, when we say transgenerational discipleship, what do we mean by that? Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of lingo and a lot of definitions that a lot of people don't understand, but yeah. when we say discipleship, um, I guess the best way I can describe it is um, what God has poured into you, you're pouring into someone else, you know, yeah. and it's this transition from one disciple to the next. You're, you're, and that's what the disciples were to Jesus. They were, they were obedient students to him that loved him and, and, and did life with him. And um, transgenerational, transgenerational discipleship is something that continuously goes because someone's always thinking about someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I could talk about my guy. And uh, yeah. so, um, I want to say that uh, I've made some really good friends this semester, even through COVID, even through the doubts, even through the mm-hmm. how are we going to survive and how are we going to make disciples? God somehow still provided, and mm-hmm. I've and I've gained new guys, and it's incredible to see some of these these men want to fight for souls, and yeah. specifically one that I've befriended and have, and have just had an honor to be a brother with. His name is uh, Jose Soto, Jose. your brother, yeah, <laughs> Jessica's and, uh, little brother. <laughs> yes, yeah. shout and, uh, out to Jose if you're listening. <laughs> whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah, but um, such a great guy. He he truly loves the Lord, you know. Yeah. And I've seen him um transition into small group and then into another great guy, small group leader named Pique. And then he he left to Houston, and now he's a part of my small group. Mm-hmm. And my my first attitude when he joined my small group, um, actually he called me. He, it's funny. He okay, called me, yeah. and he's like, "I want a small group." He's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, I, I don't know who small group I'm supposed to be in, but 
I just want to serve them, you know? And so can you let me know who My I'm Mandy. supposed to go? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'll talk also, to Daniel. Yeah. And then you, you, you send him to me. And yeah. I remember just, I, we've just had wonderful conversations about the Lord. And it's been good mm-hmm. to see his life change. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I love Jose. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a godly man who, who loves Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's interesting with, I, I don't know, I hopefully he gives me permission to talk about all this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just say, do we'll it. just say yes. Yeah. Um, so I remember being in small group and, you know, being like my heart breaking over my family yeah. that doesn't know, uh, at that point, the, you know, none of them knew the Lord. Then I had just gotten this treasure and I was like, like they need to know too. And I remember like going back to, I had transitioned into moving at an apartment now and it was all Chi Alpha girls, of course. Yeah. And it was like Patty, Lacey, Karen. And I remember like asking them to pray with me that Joey would be saved. Oh, and he, his name is Jose, but I call him Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Sisters Um, get special privileges on that. Yeah. Um, and I remember just, we, we'd like, breaking down in prayer like lord like speak and move and mm-hmm. and like we had nothing to do with it other than praying like yeah. we were just like asking the lord to do something and then out of nowhere like two years after the fact yeah. like he went and sought community yeah. because he he and he i remember him telling me like like, how are you always so happy? Like, like, how do you have this stuff that, like, you know, like, so someone can't strip away? Because we have the same family background and everything and, you know, and, like, a difficult family background. Um, and he, he, like, did not understand. Like, his mind couldn't, like, fathom. Like, how do you have peace yeah. in the midst of all this mess? Mm-hmm. And I would tell him, like, like, it's the Lord, and you should get in a small group. And yeah. he was so reluctant. He was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, small group is this and that, and they just want to take all your time. And I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now you see him. And today, for instance, I hung out with him all day, and the whole time he was telling me how much he loves his small group people. Oh. And he was like, yeah, we're going to go eat, I don't know what, after this. And, like, <laughs> like, like yesterday, yesterday I went to their apartment for the first time, and these guys have nothing in common, mm. like, nothing (laughs) and the whole time they were just talking about their favorite worship music and i was like what like what is this what's happening yeah what happened to you it's like they have seen family and all they want to do is welcome like come home brother Mm -hmm. like you know like and that was the thing with me it's like little brother like come home Mm -hmm. you know and now it's like him beckoning his brothers and it's like that's right that's right and it's like that's why small group is important like you give people a home really and it's like where you nurture a relationship with the one who made us like i don't Sorry, I don't want to get emotional again. <laughs> Beautiful, Jessica. You're I, a preacher. Is, so. <laughs> is, is what you are. You're a preacher. This this was as a campus pastor. I've lived a long Chi Alpha life. I was a student all through Chi Alpha, and I like was the guy that didn't leave. Um, and this was a college town where you get out of Dodge. Yeah. When you, when you graduate, there ain't nothing. You you leave, and so I was like, no Chi Alpha, and I stayed, and I did internships and so i i i saw i actually myself am a th- I'm the third son in my family i'm the i'm the youngest of three boys and all of us went through chi alpha and so i was like a the next in line the last mm-hmm. in line to go through chi alpha so as a campus pastor i was particularly really excited about siblings and then coming through and, and then siblings going through Chi Alpha again. And this is like so special yeah. to me because, um, Jose, the Lord's touching his life yeah. and, and he's already transformed yeah. just yeah. from the day yeah. he, you know, yeah, met Jesus. And, and so we got to give a shout out to PK. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, yeah. um, Jose oh. went up to PK. He's like, Hey, like, so, okay. <laughs> so this is how the Lord does. PK was at Thursday night and he was like, uh, like, he's like, I'm, I've been searching and calling all these guys and no one will respond to join my small group. PK said, I think he called 40 to 50 numbers. It was crazy. Like join my small group. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. And nobody. And I, it was, was, uh, interested. And so Thursday night, he's feeling like he's totally defeated. Jose comes up to him during altar time. He's like, Hey, are you a small group leader? PK was just like, yeah. He's like, Hey, 
I need a small group. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. PK was like, yes, me. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do it. And then so PK really worked with Jose through a lot yeah. of stuff, a lot of challenging yeah. stuff, a lot of family stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, we safe to say, Edward, we would not have the friend we have right now if it weren't for PK. He really yeah. laid the foundation sure, in his yeah. life, and he really was the one that stirred it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. So we got a question from chat. Uh, Stephen asks, um, can you love Jesus and not make a disciple? Let's tackle that for a little bit. This should be fun. You can go. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, yeah. Can you repeat the question? Can you love Jesus and and not make a disciple if I can take liberty in this question and not be willing to try to make disciples. I don't believe that okay. can actually happen. No. Um, Why? Because you are a, a born again. You are a new creation. You are something new. Anything about you is gone. Yep. You know, when you walk with Jesus, your identity is in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that means you will go, you will find, you will feed, and you will fight for yeah. the lambs of God. Absolutely. And you and yeah. that is that is what's precious about Jesus. He's asked us to surrender our lives to him. And that's what it means to walk with God is to be identified in him and to love him. And if like I yeah. said earlier, if you love God, you must love people. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. For sure. There's a verse if if you love me, obey my commandments. That's right. And we look at the Great Commission, we don't see really an option here. Go. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. Make disciples of all nations, yeah. baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. You, you want to add? Well, no, I was just thinking, because was the question like not have a sm- small group or disciples? Disciple. Can yeah. you love Jesus and basically say, add discipleship's not for me? Yeah. No. I, and, and discipleship is a lifelong thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't end when college stops, you know? Mm-hmm. It just, you adapt. What, what did you say yeah. earlier? Adapted or, or adapt, die. Adapt, adapt or die. die. That's right. Yeah. I wanna I wanna brag on my wife. You okay. Know? She she I led an incredible her. small group yeah. and Chi Alpha, and she became alumni, and she's a part of alumni with you yeah. guys. Yeah. And she is still thinking about how she can make disciples. For sure. She's yeah. uh, doing incredible things, and just hearing the stories of her of her alumni girls and yeah. how they're pouring into each other gets me fired up because. Mm. She d- she knows that no matter the location, yeah. no matter the occupation, she's always thinking, Lord, how can I pour into somebody? Sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's what a life of, of following Jesus yeah. is like. You know, yeah. it's it's ne- to the end. You know, yeah. right? It's good. Mm-hmm. We got some questions pouring in, but I want to. We've got just a little bit more time left. I wanna I want to get to this thing um, with with basically the the next chapter after you graduate or after college, mm-hmm. and and so we're kind of talking about that <clears throat> right now is. So Jessica, you had, did the small group thing. You made disciples, and and Maggie's another example of this. Yeah. Y'all graduated, mm-hmm. and then you did the insane thing and joining what we call the marketplace, marketplace. Yes. Big which girl is jobs. A, yeah, big girl jobs, <laughs> big boy jobs, and that is a wild world. Yeah, to get yeah. tangled in and and Super. to make a living, yeah. um, to work to to work at a skill that you were trained to do, and yeah. you guys got really solid degrees there's mm-hmm. never going to yeah. to be a world where there's no need for nurses yeah. or teachers yeah. and so um walk me through that a little bit jessica how y- your life is totally different yeah totally Super. different from <laughs> what it was when you were yeah. a student yeah. how how do you nurse <laughs> <laughs> nurse honestly yeah. Yeah. i don't know yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding how do you um, like have have this crazy life of nursing. Now I want to point this out. Nurses see the worst in people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and you see them in the worst conditions ever. How does Jesus get you through that? How does he help you be a light? Yeah. Well, okay. That's a hard one because it marketplace is so difficult. You meet all sorts of laws all the time. Like, and transitioning from, first of all, I'm, I'm very young. I'm, well, I was 23 when I started working as a nurse. And off the bat, all my coworkers were like 40 or 50. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah. hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, Dad. <Yeah. laughs> um, and uh, 
like going in and you know like you're thinking like well how do I you know tell people about the gospel like I'm just gonna like this and that like I'm gonna talk to everybody about the gospel and then you get there and it's like wait but like you have all these responsibilities and mm-hmm. you have to go and give meds and you have to do this and that and nursing is very interesting because like you have your coworker oh, I'm sorry it's okay you have your coworkers but then you also have your patients so it's like two very different uh. populations and just like asking the Lord to give me opportunities. And so something that helped me was one time I listened to some video about some addict and he was trying to get jobs after going through like rehab and stuff. And they told him like three keys that like help you in transitioning from, you know, alcoholism to like marketplace. And it was practicing rigorous authenticity, surrendering the outcome and doing the uncomfortable work. Mm -hmm. And those were the three things that he said. And I remember just thinking, I was like, that's what like discipleship is really like that's great you practice authenticity just by walking with the with the Lord and being Uh, like 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 I said like you don't say like oh I'm a Christian outside of the workplace and then I'm Jessica like you know it's like no I'm Jessica that loves Jesus and that has to reflect in my actions and in what I do and how I treat my work and how I treat my coworkers and my patients that you you should be able to see the light you know shine Mm. um and then surrendering the outcome was a big one because you went, you know, from leading a small group and having those wins of like, yeah, yeah like people are reading and, <laughs> and people are going to church. And then you go to the marketplace and it's like, how do I even invite you to church? Like you have a family, like, like, first of all, you're like 50 and you have all sorts <laughs> of responsibilities, like, yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, and it was like transitioning was so, so hard. And then I, I realized, like, I just need to let myself walk this and just let the Lord lead me in this mm. and let our opportunities uh, just pray for opportunities to show up because they do. Yeah. And they do like mm. I've had moments where I can pray with patients at their lowest. And I'm just like, wow, like what? like and, and have conversations about life and death and mm. hell and heaven and what it means to have a soul and all these things that are like didn't think I would ever have in marketplace. Wow. And it's like all sorts of topics that are real life things that we deal with have to, you know, like how what is the godly way of handling things? Like in my pursuit of of following the Lord, like I have to come up with I mean like I'll have to what do I say? Like like these things will come, you know, like problems in, in marriage like I'm recently ma- married and I have co-workers that come to me with things as like how do you like what would you say Jessica and I'm like what like <laughs> first of all I was like yeah. I'm like six months married yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I'm having wonderful opportunities to just share the gospel and what it means like love is unconditional like yeah. like what does that mean you know mm-hmm. um and like love is unselfishly choosing like what does that mean in marriage what does that mean in in our workplace like um wait what was your question yeah. no you're, you're okay you're like nailing on the head. okay i was like i'm not sure no I, and i'm i'm wrapping in my mind around something you said okay that like I've always, you always picture doctors yeah. having such a hard job because they give people the worst, the, the bad yeah, news. Yeah. But, but nurses, it, it, you're doing the same thing, yeah. and many times you're handing, you're you're ushering people into the kingdom, even. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is a, I I just can't imagine how hard. Yeah, and honestly, like the only way, and honestly, I've like thought of Lucy. So Lucy, for those that don't know, yeah. um, she kind of the same thing, got into Chi Alpha, um, joined a small group. She's a nurse also. Mm-hmm. And we have conversations about this. And we, like, genuinely ask each other, like, how are people nurses if they don't know Jesus? Like, yes. it's so hard. And like, watching, by the way, watching you and Lucy talk about nursing is one of the most entertaining things <laughs> yeah. for, for your friends. It's like, because we it's we don't understand <laughs> half the words you're saying because they're all textbook yeah. stuff, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, like, it's encouraging to have someone that, like, loves the Lord because I can go to Lucy and she understands like because it's hard honestly like when you have seven patients and four of them are on the verge of dying and you're like first of all Lord like help my heart like and now I'm supposed to go in there and like be brave and like tell them things like what (laughs) um but it's like honestly like 
for the longest time, I was freaking out about having all the right words to say and about having, you know, all the scripture to back up everything in, in the moment. And then I just realized, like, like, the Lord gives you the words and you just need to let him speak. And sometimes, like, you just need to shut up and just be, <laughs> really. Like, let the Lord do his thing. Love it. Um, and honestly, like, some of the sweetest moments I've had with patients, it's, like, for instance, I, I'm going to give you a nurse story. Go, yes, please. Um, I was a, n- a new grad off orientation. So it was the first time having my own group of patients and doing my own thing and being responsible for lives by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, I'm, like, freaking out, right? Mm-hmm. And I had this one patient. And she was going for like a major surgery or something. And I remember I just started hearing screaming from her room. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is this the first time someone's going to die? Like, I'm freaking out. Mm. And I like run in there and the patient's like sobbing. And she's like, my son, they just called me. My son passed away. And I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what? Like, mm. like and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, what? and then I didn't have the words at the moment. And I just sat on her bed and I cried with her. And it was like, I knew the Lord was ministering in that, mm. in the silence, not having the right words, because sometimes you don't. Like, you know, yeah. we try to formulate all these beautiful words, and sometimes we don't have them. And it's like the Lord speaks in the silence. And in, in those whispers, like, his voice is so loud. And honestly, like, life has, marketplace has been so hard, but I know that every day that I walk in there, I just pray, like, Lord, like, you go before me. Like, I don't want to go if you don't go first. Mm. And it's like having that attitude wherever you work, whether it's the hospital or whether it's in, uh, for instance, like with COVID, every place is scary. Like every place is (laughs) riddled with fear, riddled with anxiety, riddled with people with all sorts of thoughts about death and and real things. Mm. And it's like, like COVID has shaken the world. I'm sorry, I'm getting into COVID stuff. Please go for it. COVID has shaken the world, but it's made us realize how mortal we are mm. and how one day, like, you know, there is a hell or heaven yeah. and how eternity is a thing. Mm-hmm. And and as people that love the Lord, like, we have to constantly be eternity-minded. Mm. So in Marketplace, in campus, in wherever you are, like, you can't lose sight of that. Mm. So it's like when, when transitioning to Marketplace, like, that was my big thing. Like, Lord, like, never for, like never let me forget that these people have souls. Like, yeah. I'm not just dealing with meat bags, like, <laughs> you know, and I remember you telling me that once. Yeah. Like, like, it's not meat bags walking on campus like flesh and bone it's people that have souls that matter yeah and it's like when you start seeing people like that like your life changes and how you do things change Mm. sorry edward i don't know you want to know you're 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 doing awesome that's (laughs) super good jessica really good you you kind of actually hit on a a questioner on and chat you've got a little fuzzy right there if you want to get it from the kleenex it's okay yeah you 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 hit on a a little bit on this question, someone in chat asked, um, what if you fight for and love people, but the fruit is not seen? Yeah. And, oh. and so I, this is actually really, really relevant because we, in the old Testament, mm-hmm. the Lord told Israel <clears throat> guys, this is the Daniel young translation, guys, <laughs> you're going into the promised land, but you need to understand something. I'm sending you into a land where you did not work the ground. Yeah. You are l- just you're moving in to to prepared yeah. soil and harvest For and sure. you're going to reap the benefits yeah. of that. You're going to reap the benefits of just uh, all of these people that I'm kicking out because mm-hmm. they're wicked yeah. and they're killing their babies and statues. Yeah. And so there's there you're showing up and you're reaping um, the benefit of someone else's work. Mm-hmm. And I find this to be really, really important um, to understand in discipleship is, Edward, you will get a small group guy mm-hmm. who had no church background. He hadn't been discipled at all, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that person um, will be with you for three years, and it's like it doesn't feel like there's a lot that's sinking in. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you're the person that's going to reap the harvest. Yeah. yeah, Maybe the next guy whenever this life transitions and, and a, a certain person, whatever goes to a new church or another, and then they reap. So like, I yeah. think about PK and you, Absolutely, that's it. Right. Yes. And so, um, so how do you like, give me some, some ideas of, 
when you're discipling people and you're pouring into them and you're not like you, you said, just, just listen and cry with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that was, and, and that your silence does a lot. Mm-hmm. So give us some, uh, another thought on that, Edward, how someone might, um, not, you might not see the fruit immediately, but you know that it that the Lord's doing it, and how do you keep moving through that? Really, absolutely. You know, I've I've had some really interesting people in my small group. Some mm-hmm. fun guys, some some you know rough, me, rough, <laughs> yeah. rough guys. Yeah. But um, we I, all have. Yes, <laughs> a lot have. of us have, and a lot of us walk around the workplace with rough people. And, and a lot of us <laughs> were rough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When we started you off. Know, too, um, you know, someone yeah. someone had the patience to love me yeah. and 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 honestly pray for me because. When my brother came back from UTSA, he was saved and he wanted to know Jesus and he wanted me to know Jesus. I said, no, I said, no, um, I don't want anything to do with Christ. Um, but I can guarantee you that he prayed for me and he believed and he envisioned that I would walk with him one day and lo and behold, you know, UTRGV Chi Alpha got planted and man, Freddie prayed, he prayed for me and guess what? The fruit came from you guys, obviously, but he 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 knew there was a bigger purpose behind yeah. his prayers, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I've definitely seen guys that have entered my small group and have been fruitful in else places yeah. because, you know, Chi Alpha is a tool that God uses. It for really sure. is a tool, and mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's not meant for everybody. But I've definitely seen it um, change lives and also. Um, impact people so in the long haul they do end up walking with jesus mm-hmm. or they've gotten at least, and, and i think of this if if what if at least one of my guys gets one conviction of jesus mm-hmm. i feel like i've done something mm-hmm. you know and um and also we shouldn't be um hungry for the outcome for sure. you know we should never yeah. be just striving for that oh i need to make sure i get the most baptisms i need to make sure i get the most yeah. you know saved guys at the altar like it, the reality is like it's a relationship yeah. You know, and you want to pour into them and love them. For and sure. sometimes loving someone is hard, even though there right. isn't fruit. But the Lord appreciates the try. Right. And, I've, and I've seen that. And I like to add to that statement. You said it's not seeking out. We don't seek after the we desire the outcome, but we don't seek after people as though they're just an outcome yeah. to be had. Yeah. For sure. yeah. That they're friends and they're souls, like you said, mm-hmm. and there's a heart there and we desire deeply the outcome. But also in humility, we know, Lord, you're the ultimate discipler. Yeah. 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 And if this person is in my life for a season, that's that's actually can be quite beautiful. Like yeah. going through college is a season and then getting into the marketplace is is just a different season and yeah. we're but all of it is rooted in walking with Jesus. Yeah. So we're we're running low on time. This is a travesty. We should have three more hours because this yes. is so easy yeah. to to talk with you guys. But I wanna one last I know there's there's been some good questions guys in chat. Appreciate it. But I'm gonna ask Edward one last thing. Um, because I asked Jessica, like basically you transitioned to marketplace, but Edward, you transitioned to something a little bit different called the internship the cmit yes so yeah so um those of y'all that are in kaiafa thursday night we're gonna have a booth that you can ask questions about cmit if you're interested because signups are coming up soon yes absolutely so give two minutes edward what um like transitioning into the internship has been what what have you enjoyed about it what's what really has been going on in your life yeah oh it's a very challenging internship you know you're you're expected to uh, transition your life from this student or uh, working a part-time job to become this uh, full-time missionary and you're like going to school you're you're serving a ministry you're leading a small group you're you're actually doing a lot more than you actually think throughout the week um but for my experience, you know, I asked the Lord, like, because, you know, I asked one of my small group guys one time, like, what do you think doing ministry means? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, he never thought that ministry could be something like working for a church or being a part of an internship with Chi Alpha. And I asked the Lord, you know, like, Lord, like, where do you want me? Where do you, where, what do you desire for my life? Where can I be the most fruitful for your kingdom? Mm-hmm. And the Lord opened doors and this internship came upon mm-hmm. my lap. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm willing. 
And the Lord helped me just go through a season of support raising because mm-hmm. it's challenging to yeah, support raise. Sure, yeah. You know, it, it was an interesting thing because we had to be prepared for for class because we were, were challenged mm-hmm. to know the Bible because you you're you really have to know what you what you're studying. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's really an adventure, especially with the other interns I'm I'm doing this with. We've been um, studying and taking exams and and having the pressure of memorizing <laughs> verses and like getting called out in class and you're like, do you know what this means? And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm freezing. Yeah. But um, it, it's just, it's really cool because um, I'm seeing the Lord move in, in, in Jessica's life, you know, like in the marketplace and I'm seeing the Lord move in my life in this internship. Yeah. And um, it's really cool to ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me? Yeah. yeah. You know, sure. and, and to really have that guidance, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So there's just, there's a beautiful future. If you walk with Jesus, wherever you may end up, yeah. And I want everyone like to to listening and watching right now, like this, these two people that walk with Jesus are are beautiful and they've got very different lives mm. and, and they've got very different backgrounds mm-hmm. and, and they've had very different small groups. But what Jesus has done yeah. in them both has been unbelievable. And as a as a campus pastor director, it's been a privilege to watch both of you grow and I've learned a lot from both of you. Y'all are just tremendous and I love you so much and 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 it's all it's awesome. We have the best friends yeah. in yeah. the world. For sure. Hands down. Yeah. And I will compete on that and we will win because <laughs> our friends are the best. It's just yeah. it's just the way it Can is. Can I add something? Yeah, please. Yeah. So I heard this I have I've heard this many times, but I heard this recently again. It's like that God is in the business of restoring lives, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if you're in the and you're if you're in God's business, then you need to understand that yeah. small group is where it's at because that's what it's about. It's restoring lives yeah. wherever you are in the marketplace or the internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, guys. We'll chat. We love you, and we thank you guys love for you joining all. us. Yeah, great questions. Thank you guys for um, joining us in the on the half round table. This is hospital for the soul podcast. You will see us every single Monday night at 7 PM. Subscribe, click the like button. I don't know what it does, but it's supposed to be good, (laughs) but we love you guys. And thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week.